As quickly as you can. Snatch the pebbles from my hand. When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Three, four, five, whatever. Yeah. Right, so okay. give me, give me seven. Ah, I want to go ten, man. But if you're a true gamer, I think you can give me the ten. Give me seven martial arts fighting games. Damn. Okay. Uh, Tekken, Street One, Fighter. Two. Uh, um, wait a second. Wait a second. The Soul favorite? Calibur count. Yes. Yes. All that counts. The yes. Soul Calibur. Uh. Your favorite, you, uh, had, you your favorite you just gave me. Your what? favorite, the one we talked about earlier. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Four. All right. Uh, Def Jam. Ah, oh, come on, man! Are you kidding me? That's my favorite. Favorite. All right, man. I'm gonna give you that fight. I'm gonna give you that. Is that the one where Method and all them was in there and they was yeah, fighting? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I can I can take that. I can run with that. That's fine. I can run with that. Hey, David Banner had a cold spinning heel kick. I feel I can I can <laughs> run with that. I get, I'm with you. That's a fair one. That's I just I'm that's you know what that's a great one now that I think about it because I remember playing that game. Was it on Sega? Was that Sega or Super Nintendo? What was that? Uh, I had one mine on the uh, GameCube. That's crazy. Had, okay, yeah, that was that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it was GameCube. I feel like it was some weird Nintendo or something. Like that was GameCube. I remember. Okay, so you're at five. Okay, that was Lucas Cash's Clay. Dragons, get ready for a special episode. This one was definitely fun. He just even brought me all the way back on this episode. If you listen to, I mean, he brings out Def Jam. Come on, man. This is this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited because we go into a lot of things. Be prepared for uh, uh, an immense or intense conversation around martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, training hard, fighting in general, just growing up loving to fight. Excellent episode, Lucas. Thank you for joining the community. Now, let's get into some martial arts. Welcome back. Welcome back. Your seafood is back. Your, your boy Roy Rob is in the building. I got a special guest coming our way. Uh, this brother has been doing his thing in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world for a nice minute. Also in the mixed martial arts world for a nice minute. Professional fighter, Lucas Clay. Lucas, what's up, brother? Yo, what's up? Nothing much here. How you doing, man? I'm blessed. I can't complain. I like that. I like that. I like that word, blessed. It's so positive, man. My thing is all about positivity and perseverance. And it seems like you are doing yours, man. So, uh... First question out the gate. What do they call you on inside the octagon? What's your name, man? Lucas Cassius Clay, which happens to be my birth name. Get out of here, man. Cassius is the so you go by so everybody with their moniker, yours is straight Cassius. Like the your actual physical name as well as that. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yep. Hey, I gotta show on my ID. Uh, when I go to check in and they're like, What's your name? And I'm like, Lucas Cassius Clay. They're like that's a cool nickname. I'm like, yeah, but it's not a nickname. My that's dad's <laughs> name, so he gave me the name, you know? Ah, oh, that's live, man. That's live. So hold on, your dad, is dad junior or no? No, nah, my uh, my dad's name is Lewis. Uh, yeah. So he, I don't know if you were the number third or something crazy, you know what I'm saying? Nah, my dad was already a junior, so Lucas was close to Lewis. So my big brother's junior, so. 
Oh, no doubt, no doubt, dude. Dude, that's a lot. That's a live name, man. That's some big shoes to fill. Like Cassius Clay is the man of all men. Hey, so people in the last dragons, dragons out there, if you do not know, which you probably do, I'm just gonna make an assumption that you may not, but Cassius Clay is the one of the most famous boxers that ever walked this earth, Mr. Muhammad Ali. So to hear this brother's name. When it comes to that MMA ring, is freaking cashish, dude. That's that's big shoes to fill, man. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you say you like the word blessed. I like the word blessed too because I feel like a higher power is controlling everything that I do. And even though you know I make my own decisions and everything, I'm like living the story that was written before I was born. You know? Wow. Yeah. No doubt, man. Hey, man. You, you know I was on with CJ Charles Johnson. Shout out to my boy over there doing his thing over there. Tiger MMA. He was um, Tiger Muay Thai. He is killing it over there doing his thing. But he gave you so much praises on the last episode, bro. Like on, on actually episode season one episode. Sorry, season two episode number one. He was giving you so much praises about like your your desire, your 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 push, your motivation, man. Like he was really showing love. Like, dude, you the you the dude, man, that he just like he 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 wish other fighters would aspire to your uh your your thought process when it comes to that fighting, man. Yeah, man, I miss that guy. He was one he is one of the wisest young men I've ever met in my life. And he, he's older than me. So when I say young, I don't mean <clears throat> younger than me. But he has so much wisdom for his age. Right. And when he when he speaks, listen, because he's saying something. But yeah, I don't know how to do anything else, man. If I don't make it extremely far in the history books in this sport, it won't be because I didn't work hard enough. And that's my promise to myself, God, and my family. Right, man. Right. So let's talk about it. Uh, tell me about the family. What's going on with that? Uh, so, you got. Go ahead. So I'm married, and I my little I got a little girl that lives with me, and every day is wake up, go to work, go to the gym, come home, do the husband father thing, you know. And I love it. That's I congr- love it. I was built for this. Congrats, man. Shout out their names, man. Shout the names out to the family. I like to always give praises while we're on this earth. Okay. All right, so, so my wife's name mm-hmm. is Sarah, most beautiful name I've ever heard. All right. My, I have three little girls, actually. <clears throat> my oldest, her name is Ilea, my middle, her name is Natalia, and my youngest name is Caroline. And the youngest, Caroline, is the one that my wife and I share. Okay, no doubt, man. Congrats on the marriage. Congrats on the babies. Hey, that's always a beautiful, blessed thing. Now let's get into some martial arts, boss. Right. <laughs> so uh, tell me how you got your start, man. Where did, where did this come from? Tell my dragons out there, what's up with Lucas and how do you, uh, um, where do you fight out of? What's your name, your school? Just, just give us a little bit. All right, so right now I'm fighting out of St. Charles MMA. My coach, Mike Rogers. I met because I started off with Rodrigo Vahi, mm-hmm. who was Mike Rogers' instructor, or is, I right. should say. Mm-hmm. He's head professor. And when I was with Rodrigo, the, the school was more jujitsu oriented. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do mixed martial arts. So 
when St. Charles MMA was just a gritty martial arts school, one of the toughest around, and all of the MMA fighters that trained with me at Vahis went to St. Charles MMA to train MMA. That's where right. they went to spar. So yep. I started showing up to the sparring classes, and I fell in love with it. Mike Rogers and I hit it off like the first day. Right. And he groomed me, man. He, uh, I'm a very humble person. At least that's what I'm told. And Mike Rogers is, is a really tough coach. And I needed that. I need someone to yell at me. I need curse words, you know. <laughs> right. I need some violence. That brought the beast out of me. Yeah. And the beast that was already in me, you know, just had to, it was a seed and Mike fertilized it, watered it and stayed on top of it. And now we're starting to see me show a little bit of my potential, but I'm a lifelong martial artist. I started traditional martial arts when I was about five or six and my dad, he wow, okay. did judo. He was a kickboxer. So pretty much. He would teach me martial arts, and then I went to a little dojo. I don't remember where it is. I come across the photos every now and again in the albums mm -hmm. of me and, and uh, Taekwondo gis and karate gis and judo gis. But, yeah, um, I decided I wanted to be a professional mixed martial artist when I was about 14. Wow. I saw <laughs> uh, I was watching a movie, Never Back Down. And, oh, get, get out of here, dude! Hey, that's a dope movie, bro. Yes, sir. Yes. You know the scene when uh when the guy um Jake he beat up the two guys or three guys from the hump with the yellow Hummer. Yep, that's who I wanted to be. I'm like, I want to be that dangerous. And then <laughs> when I saw him fight another martial artist, that just told me like I'm a competitor because I want to show. The next guy, you may have it, but I got it more. Because even if you're more skilled or talented, you know, I have heart and you're going to have to kill me. That's the only way I, I'm giving up. Yeah. And, you know, that was that was just how I thought. So I started looking around for gyms. And the first gym I went to, yeah, I didn't like it as much. And I spent about a month there. But then I went to Rodrigo's and it just took off. And I'm That's still crazy. on a gym. So you started in high school with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Yes, sir. Dude, um, you know how many people were... First, actually, the first one was kickboxing. But uh, I realized that if you... I was smart enough to know that to be successful in mixed martial arts, you'd have to have a solid ground game. You had to at least master the basics. So, yeah, I went to Jiu-Jitsu and then some uh, older guys who were... And MMA at Rodrigo's convinced me to join the high school wrestling team because I wasn't too crazy about wearing a singlet, and because <laughs> I went to I, I went to Normandy, man. And oh, Normandy, straight up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't I right to walk around in tights, and then <laughs> so they talked hey, me into it. Facts, man. Hold on, I gotta shout that out. Shout out to Normandy. Hey, man, I'm born and raised in Jenny, so I know Normandy like the back of my hand. Uh, that's it, a, it, Hey, hey, that's that. Hey, shout out to Norman. That's all I can say, but I, I'm cracking yes, up. Sir. <laughs> yeah, some mm. of the most entertaining years of my life were spent in Normandy. That's but funny, uh, man. wow, but yeah, so they talked me into joining the I had transferred schools. I, and 
the school I transferred to was to Ladue after Normandy lost their accreditation. So right, it right. was a little bit more, you know, accepted to walk around in tights in Ladue. Right, so right, I decided right. to go to the wrestling team. I went to state my first year. And, yeah, that that all became history. That's but, amazing. yeah, I, started, I ran a small fight club in high school, too. I just liked yeah. to fight. Hold on, man. Stop right there. Hold on. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> wait, wait. Dude, was it I'm assuming this was underground fighting in high school. It was it was extremely underground. <laughs> wait, we man. Didn't talk about it. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, man. You can't you wait, stop right now. You can't <laughs> this this can't this is not made up, dragons. I pos- I'm pro- I'm pro- I promise you. Lucas don't lie. So that's why I'm over here. I can't even keep my composure. Wait a second, bro. Hold on, man. And wait, wait, wait. I got to say this too before I forget. Shout out to Mike Rogers. That's my professor as well. He the one that got me schooled in the game. Shout out to SCMMA, my team. Bruh, hold on. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Dude, you ran a fight club, man. Yeah, so uh, I, I just wanted to practice my moves on some other willing person that didn't know as much as I knew. And I guess by definition that's bullying, but they signed up for it. You know? <laughs> so oh my God. Yeah, we um so at Normandy there was like five or six buildings and we would uh roam the campus, you know, for our next classes and and lunch, you know. We would we would go building to building. Well there was this one building and uh and it was called Central. And that's where the cafeteria was. And right above it was a bathroom in a hallway that was completely vacant. No one almost we almost never saw anybody walking through that hallway. It was like abandoned. Wow. And we went we would go in that bathroom, have a guy watch the door, and then have two guys fight and videotape it. Dude, yeah. hey, I was just about to say, like, that's some Masvidal stuff. That's some Kimbo Slice stuff from back in the day. Did y'all record it? Yes. We <laughs> recorded it, but I don't have the videos. I have to get the video. I've, tra- I've changed phones way too many times since. Oh, my God. That is straight comedy, man. Oh, my God. Hey, so when you... Down, though. It was chest down. We didn't hit each other in the face. All right, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah, that's what I was just about to ask next. Like, dude, was it for was it for money? What was the motivation? It had to be more like bragging rights. What'd you get out of it? So me, I just like the fight. That was my reward. But you know, we ha- we were talking about making it for money. We were going to have like a little tournament, but it never got that far. Okay, okay, dude. I but it, the fact that I hear that man like just love to fight. That's some Masvidal stuff, dude. The dude was doing the same thing you're talking about right now. Like he was in high school when he was on those like backyard fights, man. Like, t- where did they come from? Just loving to fight. How did that? Where did that come from? I don't know, man. Uh, I it definitely nobody gave it to me. I've always had it, and like. I've always been a violent person. You know, I'm, you would never guess it if you knew me, you know, for the listeners, you do know me, but most people wouldn't guess that I just have a violent brain and be it explosions, action movies, car collisions, like uh, anything that's happening that's chaotic. It's danger. Yes. It just, it fires me up. And the fact that I'm in this cage. The, like 
the fact that it's a cage makes it so much better. It's so animalistic. And I see this person standing across from me who just wants to devour me. And I want to devour him. And it's like, okay, who's going to win? Who's going to win? <laughs> when it gets bloody, man, that's when I'm at home. When I can, when I can, when I open my opponent's face and just see him leak, it's like I po- I poke a hole in a balloon and I'm just <laughs> trying to poke it more and more until it completely deflates. Oh, that's live, dude. That's live as hell, <laughs> dude. That's live. Okay, so wait. All right, so let's let's dive into that before we jump past too far. Um, so now you started training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You're doing your stand-up because you want to do mixed martial arts, and you've joined SCMMA under Mike Rogers. At what point did you decide, okay, I'm ready to have my first fight? Like, what made you go there? How soon was that? Well, um, I knew I wanted to fight, you know, the minute I signed the waiver. So I was trying to sneak. I was trying to think of a way to have an MMA fight before I was 18. You know, it just felt like too long to wait because I was in there hanging with, with, um, seasoned MMA fighter, so I was like, dude, I'm ready now, and it was like, when I was 17, I had a kickboxing match, and it was, uh, it was way out in Farmington, and, like, it was in a, uh, like, gymnasium that they put a cage in, it was, it was insane, but, you know, that was my first fight, it, but I was ready from the day that I signed the waiver. Hey, that's awesome, man. <clears throat> so then tell me next then um how many amateur fights did you have uh before you went pro i had 10 and i my record was nine and one i lost the uh finals for the imath nationals and tell uh, us about that where's that at so uh if if you ever seen the way imath and umath I think it's um, International MMA Federation and United mm-hmm. MMA Federation. That's what the um, the letters stand for. But uh, is, it kind of looks like MMA's version of the Olympics because mm-hmm. it looks it looks like the Olympics, but it's it's cages instead of wrestling match. They have like three cages set up next to each other. But right. what I did, they rented out a ballroom at this really fancy hotel, and I've never seen anything like this. Man, it was formal. And people didn't even cheer while the fight was going. It was like everybody was just silent while the fight was happening. It was so proper. You know, it it was like a very controlled, chaotic environment. Wow, man. I fought a guy, and long story short, I just had the wrong game plan. I do not think he was better than me, but he was definitely better that night because I had what you know, it was tournament style. It was like a three-day tournament. And thank God it was in my home city, so I got to stay at home. But I, I watched his fight uh, a few days before, and he looked like a, a crisp striker. Mm-hmm. And I was planning on striking with him. No, I was planning on grappling with him mm-hmm. because I wanted to avoid. He looked like he was a pro kickboxer, like glory status. And the, when we fought, he turned out to be a phenomenal wrestler. And he was extremely strong, and I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't adjust in you know, it was it happened all at once, and I didn't have time to adjust, and right. I lost it by decision. But it turned out I was the better striker. But what that taught me was just because I see that someone else is good at something, don't sell myself short because 
I turned out to be better in what I thought he excelled in. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. I got you. So I'm assuming he, being an exceptional wrestler, he got more points on takedowns, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, that's, down, that's standard. I wasn't, prepared. I wasn't prepared to defend because I was, I'm the type of person, I'm extremely coachable. If I come up with a game plan, I'm going to attempt to stick to it. So I was going to be aggressive and as uh i was gonna fight tall so um right 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 to get to adjust to his stand-up that makes sense yes and then he got right up under me and was shooting uh, these crazy fast takedowns and i had no answer for it that night i feel you i feel you i mean that's 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 the name of the mixed martial arts game man it's like uh, it's rare if uh, because and this is what I've observed, even though I mean, I used to box and, I, and I've done Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but my my background in history has never had mixed martial arts gloves on. So but what I've observed is a lot of those individuals usually have two of the three talents that really stands out. And it might be their stand up with boxing and it might be their stand up with Muay Thai and it might be wrestling or it might be uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and how they match them up, mash them up, um, like out of those four components, I said three at first, but really like four components, I've noticed that um, that individuals usually like to have two, maybe three at the most that they lean on at all times. Is that a first statement, you think? I, I definitely think that is. Yeah I, I see, yeah, I see nothing but like clinch all day, Muay Thai, and people – who have that Muay Thai background slash kickboxing background, like Israel Adesanya, they stand out and they really have a, a, really a, a, a higher level of uh, opportunity. And I see those, even though the karate, there's been some individuals who's done karate has done extremely well as, as well for their stand-up. But you would see a typical boxer, and then they would try to say, okay, I'm going to try to mash up some freaking wrestling BJJ with that. And hopefully it works out well. Or yeah. I'm, a, I'm a wrestler by far, by far, and I'm going to try to match up some type of stand-up with my wrestling abilities. You know what I mean? Because that's what I see even to this day in the UFC. Like when Ben Askren went over to the UFC, I mean, he was kicking butt over there. And uh, wasn't it Bellator or was it Fight One first? I don't remember which one it was, but long story uh, short. It was Bellator first. Yeah, he was kicking butt at Bellator. And mm-hmm. for him to go over and, uh, and and he was reigning champ, did his thing undefeated, but he got to the UFC. I mean, you can't play around. These boys strike for real in the UFC. It's no joke. And he, he got a quick retirement. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then yeah. his wrestling, his, his wrestling, hey, I'm going to wrestle you, grind the pound, you didn't really – didn't live up to what it all, you know what I mean, happened. But back to you, man. So now we at nine and one, which is an amazing record. People would love to have that. How did you know it was time to go pro? I wanted to get paid for fighting, man. I'm like, why am I doing this for free? I mean, granted, I was happy to do it for free, but I'm like, wait a second, there's money to be made. Let's get to work. I'm dead. What age, what age was that, man? How old were you then? I was. 21. I had, I didn't expect to have that long of an amateur career, but you know, like I said, I was satisfied yeah. at, uh, doing it for free. And in plus, I wanted to make sure there was nobody in my weight class uh, as an amateur that I 
thought that would give me trouble before I left. I wanted to rise to the top before I left. Now, what weight were you fighting as an amateur? How how much did you weigh in? One seventy, because I didn't want to cut weight for free. Understandable. That makes sense. Okay, so then now, where do you fight at now as a professional fighter? So I my last fight was at one seventy, and the one before that was one sixty five. But I guess I'm a lightweight. I'm more than likely going to return the lightweight for my next bout because I can't get bigger. I tried to get bigger. I'm like, if I'm going to be a welterweight, I want to be a legit welterweight. Let me put right. on some muscle. Let me get beefier. But it just hasn't happened, and I'm still walking around the weight that a, a chunk of lightweights are. But I should fight at 165. But, you know, that weight class doesn't exist. But that's where I would have um, – you know, more, the most success, stuff. like you feel comfortable, right? Like you yes. won't have to cut I too much weight. Heat. Yes, sir. Yeah, that makes sense. So you walk around like a buck seventy five, buck seventy now, buck seventy five, buck eighty. And then you, and then you would like to get down fifteen out of out of one, yeah, one sixty five. Be perfect. So you pretty much going to walk at once. That's twenty pounds. Twenty yeah. pounds light last. I mean, that's that's a tough. I mean, CJ and I was talking about how hard just that. That idea of cutting weight, how difficult it could be, that's just yeah. a, a big deal. Now, did you did you draw any inspiration? I heard you say movies and stuff as well. Like, tell me tell me about that. Like, what what people did you grow up idolizing? Whether it was like fighters or movies, what what did you where did that come from as well? As you're like continuing your professional career, what what were you like watching or what were you doing at the time that motivated you? I thought you never asked, but, <laughs> but I um, if I, uh, I'm, I was, I, I grew up. You know where Paige and Hanley is, where Hanley Hills is. Yeah, so that's why I grew up. And like before, uh, my family moved there. We lived in Pagedale and Wellston. So you know, and that was around a time when people were still throwing hands. So fighting has always been around me, you know? Right, right. And it, it's a way that, like, I'm going to try to articulate this the, to the best of my ability. Fighting was a form of entertainment, you know? We'd yeah. all be hanging on the street, somebody's fighting, that's the number one priority right now. And then who won or lost is the talk of the neighborhood for weeks, you know? So, uh, be like getting into a fist fight has always been attractive to me, yeah. and so I like Mortal Kombat a lot. Oh, bro! <laughs> yeah. Who was your who Who was your fighter, man? Who'd you play with on, on MK? Man, Liu Kang. Oh, hey, Beast Mode. Come on, yeah. man! Beast yeah. freaking mode. Everybody know dragons out there. You know, freaking Liu Kang is based off of a character in my mind. One of the uh, characters that I follow the most, Bruce Lee. Of course, if you hear the way Liu Kang sounds on MK, you exactly. know that's freaking Bruce Lee. Hands you know, freaking down. I didn't. I've never heard anybody else make that comparison, but that's what I thought. I thought the way he sounds, it's the same like high pitch, yep. like uh, like. <laughs> Yeah, like a high pitched Asian scream. That's, that's what it, it sounds man. Hundred percent. That's Bruce, man. They had to change it up a little bit and make it his own character. But everybody knows, man. I mean, his whole thing—he's he turns into a dragon. 
Like yeah. his whole, <laughs> come on, like what was that? That might have been MK two where he turned into his shadow. It's like a, what was it like a? I can't remember the name. Was that MK two where they turned into like the animals or something? Like I, animal? I think so. I it think was like so. an animal it. fatality, and he turned into a dragon, and reptile turned into uh, a reptile lizard thing, and yeah. Uh, and uh, what was it? I, I'm trying to remember all these different ones, but they had the animalities or something it was called. Something yeah. like that. That was, oh, man, that was my game, dude. I'm a, I'm a Sub-Zero slash Sub, uh, slash Scorpion guy slash Luke Kang, man. I, I, actually, all the ninjas and then, and then Luke Kang, I'm good with. And then I went to Kung Lao later on as the game started evolving. Man, that was, that's my game. All right, keep going. What, what else motivated you? Gaming, animation, movies? What else had you going, man? Uh, so I like video games a lot, like uh, Street Fighter does my joint too, and but but I guess the uh, most of all my dad because my dad, uh, in my mind he's the he's what I think of when I think of the word masculinity, like he's masculinity personified, and I you know he's the toughest guy I know and he's the wisest guy I know, but yet. He's one of the most dangerous guys I've ever known. That's cool, man. And your dad's still alive, right? Yes, sir. Dude, I hope he hears this and gets super pumped up about what you just said. So, what's his name? You said Lewis? Lewis that- Clay. Yep. That's awesome, man. That is awesome, man. Shout out to Lewis Clay right now. That is amazing when you, you have that opportunity to give praises about someone you care about the most. That's amazing, man. That's a straight opportunity to say, hey, this is the way I feel, and that person used to hear it, hear it, man. That's like great, man. All right, so uh, as far as that professional fight career, how many fights have you had as a professional now? So I've had seven. I am six and one. Oh wow, man! That's still an amazing record. So tell us about that, man. What's up with that journey? Who was your Wait, first fight? I want to touch back on that really quick. I don't want us to to stray away. I should be seven and zero. Uh oh. Okay, okay. So, so, uh, and I will send you this video later if you want, but I got pulled, you know that buggy choke that I just finished? Yeah. I secured one on this guy last year, and a ref pulled me off of the guy and stood us up while I am in mid-choke. I heard the gurgle, that sweet gurgle when someone can't breathe. It's the (laughs) sweetest sound in the world. Right. The ref stood me up. I just started cursing. I I turned into an animal, but you know that's how it goes. Sometimes you got to pause, win. man. But, but but wait, how the on earth would the ref stop mid submission? The the building ring? No nothing. Nope. So uh, I was down on the cards. So my my fighting style is very relaxed. I'm not going to force anything. If I'm safe, you know, I'll let a guy secure positions that to everyone else looks like I'm in a bad position. But that's part of me waiting for my opportunity. You know, I'm explosive, and I I compare it to a Claymore. You know, I lay dormant in the ground until the opportunity arises, and then I explode. But, you know, I don't waste energy. Yeah. I'd rather land one clean shot and put him out than land 100 shots that he make it to the last bell. Dude, so, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that right now. Golly, man, that's that's too much. All right, so, Dragon, so you don't – so to those who don't know, you can go check out my YouTube channel – uh, uh, YouTube for YouTube.com forward slash Enter the Last Dragon. But I have on there Mr. Lucas Clay's buggy choke that he just finished on an opponent. Uh, 
He's talking about this submission, the buggy choke in general, is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu choke that I will allow Mr. Clay to explain for those who are unfamiliar. Tell us about that choke. What is that choke, and uh, what, it, what, it, what could you describe it as? I am proud to describe it. So when I was a white belt, I would get smashed like any white belt, and I got tired of it. So I was just trying to do something and I would lock the inside of my arm to the inside of my leg and I use it as a sweep. I would just lock that and then kind of hip toss somebody with it. Mm -hmm. That's the, and that's like the best description I can give of it. And one day this guy tapped to it and I was like, wait a second. What? (laughs) The only thing I did different was instead of hip tossing them, I triangled my legs I like locked the figure four on my legs. And that's when I accidentally discovered that I could choke someone with that. And then upon further inspection, I saw that it was a triangle. It was a different type of triangle. Right. So a traditional triangle is one with the legs. And then there's an arm triangle. And then, you know, there's Darces and Anacondas. Yep. You know, these are all chokes that you uh, lock a figure four in a triangular pattern to cut off the blood flow of the two carotid arteries. Right. And one side, you're choking him with the ball of his shoulder and you're choking the naked side with one of your limbs. It is a tension choke. And you just squeeze until that person goes to sleep from, you know, depriving his brain of blood flow. Right. And right. so I, uh, this this is a triangle that is not both of my legs or both of my arms, but one leg and one arm. And it's so dangerous because your opponent's in a dominant position and he feels comfortable. Yep. You know, he's on top. And this choke works best when your opponent is doing everything right, technically. This is crazy, man. This is crazy, dude. Like, I saw it the first time and they've announced that you are the only professional fighter to hit two of those in history. And I'm, and I'm the second person to hit it in history. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So 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 give me give me the information on why do you call it the a claymore like as a, a as a as a bomb type deal like a claymore that, in a landfill type is that what you're trying to talk, describe? Yes, almost like a landmine. So I, I I pray to God that I am thinking of the right bomb when I say claymore, but I played enough Call of Duty where I'm confident that I am. So you know that a claymore, uh, you so on a video game that it kind of looks like. You know those little signs that Repub- like you see Republican or Democrats put it out in yards or whatnot, how they yep. stab it to the ground with those two things. So Claymore kind of looks like a small version of that on video games at least. And they they sit there uh, and they have like sensors around them. Yep. And when a person walks too close to them, they blow up. So it's I, almost like a landmine. I describe it on um, it is just like a landmine and it reminds me of a uh, Oh, what's that movie with Terminator? It wasn't T2, but it was like the one where they, uh, it was like the dude was a robot, but he didn't know he was a robot type deal. Ah, what was the name of that movie? It was, it was a, it was, it was a Terminator, but it was, it was, it was the one of the ones in the future where like, he was walking through, it was a scene where he was walking through a whole bunch of Claymore and they was like, how on earth are you good? And it was because he was a machine 
the things yeah. wasn't like uh, going off on him. I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't like Resurrects. I don't remember the name, but I understand what a Claymore is, and that that is a perfect description of that man. Like all of a sudden, you got too close, and you good. You didn't know that you was in a bad. That is a perfect description. Yeah. I was like Claymore. That's that's yeah. that's genius. Oh man, yeah. so yeah, so you, I you trying so. to read? No, I was gonna I was say, gonna so say you, you, you thinking about renaming the Claymore instead of the Buggy, huh? I like that. Yeah. Well, I called it Claymore first, but this other guy put out an instructional of the of a similar choke. I triangle my legs, and I don't know. I don't think he triangled his legs. Okay. But uh, and he named it Buggy Choke first, and the um. The uh, I called it the Claymore because my name is Lucas Clay, and then you know, like we just went through the whole description, it all made sense. I'm like, oh man, that's perfect. I couldn't have planned that, that just worked out too well. That's perfect, dude. Like, dude, congrats on the last fight, man. Like, I don't want to go backwards. I was hoping we end at the last fight, but let's 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 kind of talk about since you already brought it up, you had a submission on that last fight. Um, T- tell me who was your opponent? What did you? What was that fight card? Where did you fight at? Give my listeners a little a little sneak preview of what was that about? Okay, my opponent was a pretty. He had the experience advantage on me, and his name was Craig Fruth, and strong guy. Like I just want to give a little bit of credit to him. He was no pushover. When he locked his hands around my back one moment, it felt like. A car had me pinned against a brick wall. Wow. Like he, he was applying an ungodly amount of pressure to my torso while I was up against the cage. And I remember feeling it and thinking that he might fracture my ribs simply with a body lock. Wow. And his body type was just different. Like uh, He looks strong. The- he looks swole, man. Like He looked bulky as hell. Yeah, exactly. Now that's a true one seventy. But yeah. he uh from his shoulders to like his hip bones, it's like he was the same width. And one of the commentators for the promotion, which was Who's Your Fight Club, and this was the main event, by the way. One of the uh commentators brought that up and you know, I was looking at him when I was standing across from him from the cage because we that was the first time I'd like stood face to face with him. We didn't do a face off at weigh ins. Yeah. So when I saw him, I'm like, this guy's gonna be strong. But he I just looked him in the eyes and he he was a gamer. I knew that he was coming to fight, but I'm like, hey, I'm willing to die. I truly <laughs> willing to die before I go out of here and leave all of those days that I have to spend away from my baby and my wife and all of the times that I have to pass on going out with friends or family, it is not going to be in vain. Right, 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 man. Like you, you comfortable, you know, what's good. Like, Hey, I know what I got to do to get the damn man. That's, that's awesome, man. So, 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 uh, you're in the match with this guy, this, this fight card. What was it called? What was the fight promotion again? The headlining. Who's your fight club? Who was your fight club? Cool, man. And where was it at? That was in Michigan City, Indiana. And by the way, shout out to them. They put on a great show. The um the only other uh like known promotion that I fought for that I they are like a feeder league for the UFC, which is LFA. They put on an identical show to LFA. 
That's great, they just, man. They, they treat you. They treat you right. The crowd, the, like the setup, the cage, everything is great. That's great, man. That's good, man. Like that. That that's that's like you can't get any better, man. Like you at this time now. Uh, how long? Let's talk about preparation because I think that's a big deal for individuals who want to start fighting. And and let's talk about what goes into preparing for a fight of this magnitude. Tell my listeners how long you trained. Um, what was the time frame in between the previous fight? Let's go from there. Okay, so I don't like to take breaks after fights. I like to get right back in the gym. And while my mistakes are fresh in my head, I want to correct them because eventually I know it's not going to be today, tomorrow, next week, maybe not next year, but I want to be the perfect fighter. I want to eventually create like my, a style that's a, a perfect, seamless blend of all martial arts, be it grappling, striking, and I want to be on a different mental level. So I jump right back in the gym and actually Mike has to tell me Hey, stay away from the gym for a week. He had to kick me out because I try to sneak back in. I want to get better. <laughs> oh man, that's good, dude. Wow. <clears throat> no, seriously, he he's had to kick me out before because I, you know, didn't take my time off like he told me. Wow, but man. I'm like, if I can walk, I can train, coach. But uh, <clears throat> so what you do? I mean, everybody's training is different, you know, because we all have different body types. We all have different personalities. We all have different desires you know some people want to pull off a crazy choke like a claymore choke and some people want to get a 10 second knockout you know it's like we're all different and fighting is unique and that's what makes it a true art you know you can be an artist but you gotta train your body and your brain and i put a huge emphasis on uh the mental aspects of fighting you know that's a nugget man talk about it tell my listeners dragons listen to this that mental part is so important listen up so you know it's mental warfare in there you know you gotta outsmart your opponent you're setting traps you're trying to capitalize on their mistakes you're trying to force them to make mistakes all while trying to limit your own mistakes you know you have to be aware of your own body you know just like a video game when your health meter goes down you gotta be aware of what hurts you know i can't afford to take another leg kick hey this right. guy's got a bomb last time he hit me my face is still tingling you right, know, you, right. Gotta, you gotta be aware of the situation but you eventually start finding out what your strengths are because some people just can hit really hard. Some people can bench press a person off of them while they're mounted. You know, we can all do unique things and that goes into your training. (laughs) But you you got to want to fight. You got to want to How long did you, so you, you took a short amount of time. When was the last, what was the length between your previous fight then and this one that you just had? I think it was about five weeks. Oh, wow, dude. And then did, was that one, so you are you on back-to-back wins? Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. And then who did you fight before this last fight? Uh, his name was John Ramirez. He was, I mean, and this is no insult to him, but that was just more like a tune-up fight because it had been uh, – a little bit of a layoff since my last fight. No, okay. I went from December to October, and now I'm trying to stay active. I've already dusted off the ring rust, and I'm trying to keep my metal shiny. Yeah, man, that's real, man. So that's iron. That got to get it going, man. So then, 
Tell us how it felt after you pulled his choke off and one of the um, one of the greatest grapplers to ever freaking hit the mat is retweeting and reposting your 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 choke. Like, how does that feel, man? Man, and shout out to Eddie Bravo because <laughs> when I saw that he, sh- so my um my agent uh texted me and told me, hey, Eddie Bravo just shared your choke, and I was like. You're lying. I just knew he was lying. I'm like, somebody made a fake account and called it Eddie Bravo, and he got my <laughs> all worked up, and he tried to get me worked up. Oh, hell. And then, well, well, no, I went ahead and checked it out, and it's got like, it's got like 80,000 views, and he, <laughs> oh my God, I was just like, dude, he inspires me so much because I don't think any position is a bad position. At some point, somebody thought a triangle choke was bizarre. Somebody right. thought a real neck was bizarre. You know, right. I you, we come up with these ideas, and we have to prove that they work. That's the system. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Bravo gets that. He makes up his own submissions, and that's what I do. You know, you can do what you want to do. If you can imagine it, it's possible. Oh, that's a true nugget as well, man. If you can imagine it, it is freaking possible. My podcast is all about that perseverance, man. Like, even on The Last Dragon, the movie, there was a moment in time where Bruce Leroy was trying to basically figure out who the master was, and it was all within himself. And he was on this search, a search for a master that was himself, man. And he had to believe in his himself. I, I get so much asper- I get so much inspiration from that because I aspire to be a better me each each and every day. Like you aspiring to be a better fighter each and every day. I can hear it in your voice, man. I can hear it. And it's gonna happen, man. Like you putting it out in the air for you to go ha- for it to happen for you, man. Keep it up. I'm so proud of all the work you're doing, man. It's just unbelievable to see like your growth, because I remember you, that little kid on the mat, just out there doing his thing, and now you just out here. Uh, what are you now? You, I believe you're a purple belt now, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? Is that right? Yes, sir. I'm a purple belt. Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. Keep it up, man. That's like freaking amazing. Now let's now let's jump off into some fun stuff. When you're not fighting, what are you doing? What's your hobbies? What's your fun? I heard gaming earlier. Tell me about that. So, yeah, I I am the type of person, I pick one game, and I play it forever. And I really like those open world games, you know, like Grand Theft Auto, Far, Far Cry, um, mm-hmm. I think it's five. That's the one I love so much because I also am obsessed with cults, like cults and conspiracy. <laughs> those are my thing, man. So I spend a lot of time on my phone looking up. Wait a minute, what's the government doing today? And you know, <laughs> dude, I you see- on YouTube all day. Then you looking at all kind of stuff on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's a lot of time looking at fighting. I I catch myself when I'm standing around just shadow boxing. So I guess fighting consumes most of my time, training or not training. I so. feel you, man. All right, so now comes the greatest part of the show for me. Uh, this is Roy Rob's trivia, man. I get to put you on the spot where I will ask you something that is uh, completely uh, um, outside of the norm uh, for the podcast, but it, it should correlate because my show and my channel also relates to gaming, animation, as well as martial arts. We're going to go to the gaming side, man. I heard gaming, man. So I got to ask you some trivia stuff all about gaming. All right, I, I I need you to name for me 
Ooh, I'm gonna give you a tough one. Um, seven, seven, and they cannot be like one, two, three. You can't once you say one class code of a, a fighting uh, game. You can't like say MK one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Right. So okay. give me, give me seven. Ah, I want to go ten, man. But if you're a true gamer, I think you can give me the ten. Give me seven martial arts fighting games. Damn. Okay. Uh, Tekken Street One. Fighter. Two. Uh. Um. Wait a second. Wait a second. The Soul favorite? Calibur count. Yes. Yes. All that counts. The yes. Soul Calibur. Uh. Your favorite. You. Uh, have, your favorite. You just gave me. Your what? favorite, the one we talked about earlier. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Four. All right. Uh, Death Jam. Ah, oh, come on, man. Are you kidding me? That's my favorite favorite. All right, man. I'm going to give you that fight. I'm going to give you that. Is that the one where Method and all them was in there and they was yeah, fighting? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I, can, I can take that. I can run with that. That's fine. I can run with that. Hey, David Banner had a cold spinning heel kick. I feel, I can I can run with that. I get, I'm with you. That's a firm one. That's I just I'm that's you know what that's a great one. Now that I think about it, because I remember playing that game. Was it on Sega? Was that Sega or Super Nintendo? What was that? Uh, I had one mine on the uh, PlayStation. GameCube. That's crazy. Had, okay, yeah, that was that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it was GameCube. I feel like it was some weird Nintendo or something. Like that was GameCube. I remember. Okay, so you had five. Five. Go ahead. Uh, UFC. That's six, perfect. Uh, I'm a, and even though I got a few, nah, I'm not even gonna say that because you gonna make me do ten. But, go to ten, uh, man. If you want to do it, let's go to ten. All right, wait a minute. What am I? I'm at six. A six, six done. All right. Uh, what is that? Um, uh, that fight night, the boxing one. Uh, is that what they call? It's called fight night. They got fight night one, two, three. You know what I'm talking about? Right, man. I think you're right, but I don't. I can't confirm that. I don't. Okay. I, I, I might have to Google that, but I'm gonna take your word for the seven. I mean, you can, you can, you can. Do you got any more? Or are you done? You think? Ah. Uh, some. I got Virtual Fighter to add for you. That was a great one. Yeah. I got. You can also do the uh, Street Fighter versus Tekken. When is Street Fighter versus yeah. Tekken? What's the Street I Fighter? Uh, no, it was Street Fighter versus uh, Capcom versus something. It was Marvel versus like Street Fighter or something. It was like it was the I remember the uh, the X Men was in there fighting like Cyclops was in there fighting with Ryu and, and uh, what was that Street Fighter? What was it Street Fighter versus? Wait a minute, it was, was it DC Universe Mortal Kombat versus DC? I know it was something like that. They had a little crossover where DC a- and Marvel were going against each other. It was nice too. Yeah, so I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the one where Street Fighter uh, was on there with all the uh, X Men. Wasn't that Street Fighter versus Capcom or something like that? Oh, oh, oh Capcom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name that name doesn't ring a bell, but I know what you're talking about. And then uh, what's another one we can name? We- you hey, did you uh, uh, a long time ago they had like a um off brand UFC game? It was called MMA. And uh, it was uh, they had Strike Force fighters on. Yeah, it. <laughs> and, and and I'll give you an original, the OG game, Kung Fu from Nintendo. Ten solid. 
Dude. I think that's beyond my time, man. Hey, it, it might be, man. That's like the first martial arts. Hey, man, it's a dope game, believe it or not. For what for what we had back then, it's like. <laughs> but you was born in the nineties. You was born ninety something. Ninety five. Oh yeah, man. You missed all that. <laughs> you missed all I that. Got one, I, I got one last one. You what's that one with uh? It had terrible graphics with Mike Tyson. Uh, that, terrible the graphics. Mike Tyson, oh, Mike Tyson punch out. Mike Tyson yeah, punch Mike out. Tyson man. Mike Tyson punch out. Dude, that was the game, man. Hey, man, you might get people running and go crazy over you for saying that, dude. That was the game, game. Like, you, dude, Nintendo shaped everybody's game. Like, even even when it was on Super Nintendo and it was a punch, it was called Super Punch Out. No, it was Mike Tyson punch out was on Nintendo. And the second one on Super Nintendo was called, was it, dang, wasn't it Super Punch-Out? I think it was called Super Punch-Out. Dude, I'm talking about, like, I played that game for hours. I'm talking about hours. Like, I love, dude, like, I used to game so hard, man. The last console that I spent money gaming on was PS2. That's how bad it was. And I used to be, I mean, me and my boys game hard. And some of them still game hard. It's just that uh, when you have kids... Uh, yeah, you go to you go to, you go to boring stuff like the Nintendo Wii, and there's no gaming on Nintendo Wii. This is this is like it's, it's not it's it's, it's, it's kitty zone if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're you're yeah. building memories with your baby, and your baby's yeah. Baby. yeah, man. So they when they get to gaming, they're gonna be like, Dad, let go of the controller because I'm gonna try to game with them. They just don't know yet. Like yeah, they have no clue what they got with coming towards them because their dad's gonna buy them every console when they get older so yeah, yeah. my so man hey brother you have been the freaking inspiration for many keep that grind going man like dude lucas cassius clay in the freaking building professional mma fighter uh like my, when i hear your 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 passion for what you do just loving the fight uh it, it's exciting man i'm living through you guys man i mean i'm literally living through fighters like you, people I saw grow up, and I just wish you nothing but much success, man. It's, and this won't be the last time I have you on. But before I let you go, how do my people find you? So you can find me Cassius Clay underscore MMA on Instagram and Twitter, and just Lucas Clay on Facebook. I spend most of my time on Facebook because that's where all of the goofy stuff is. And <laughs> Yeah, you can find me on there. I'm a I'm a simple guy. I'm an awkward guy. I'm a simple guy. That's I heard that, man. You want to follow that? Come follow me. Hey man, join the world, man. Check out my boy Dragons. You definitely go 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 and subscribe. Follow his whole journey. That is definitely going to be one that you would not want to miss. Into the last dragon, dragons. We are signing out.